You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. All right, let's suspend the crab discussion. <laughs> uh, let's put a pin in that. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Marty Sleva, Sam Claiborne, Crab Scoop, and Dan Stapleton. Ahoy. And we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about... Wait, wait, wait. Do you think you're going to keep the crab stuff that we were talking about we nev- in this? We never know. not even know. <laughs> we never know. Sometimes never, okay. I right. add it Sorry to, to the end of the episode <laughs> after the like outro music. And it's just a little, uh, just a little Easter egg. We got to talk about all the big games coming out this week. We're going to talk about Super Mario Odyssey. But first, let's begin with what we've been playing because there are some uh, high-profile new releases. I know we've been spending time on. Maybe not Dan. Dan was on vacation. (laughs) I was crab fishing, cooking up crabs and pulling out their tracheas. (laughs) Uh, I I spent some time this weekend playing Uncharted: Lost Legacy. I know Sam's been playing Hellblade. Mm -hmm. Uh, Senua's Sacrifice. Senua's Sacrifice. Which you is, play that too, right, Marty? Yeah, I finished uh, Hellblade last weekend. Finished Uncharted this weekend. Okay. Wow, so you're, so you're like wait, liar. You're yeah. an overachiever. Whew. Well, I had to. I, I had to review well. Uncharted. Uh, yeah, I've been playing Pyre too, but sort of just like casually, s- casually playing it. I'm not like trying to like plow through it. Yeah. Uh, although I like it a lot. It's great. Uh, why don't you guys tell me about Hellblade? Man, okay. I adore Hellblade. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, everyone goes in assuming it's Ninja Theory who did uh, Enslaved and DMC, so everyone's going in assuming it's going to be a third-person hack-and-slash action game. Also, it's called Also, Hellblade. it's called Hellblade, which yeah. is it's the <laughs> worst misnomer. Really poorly Also, matched. it's got two L's in Hell, but the game is in Norse mythology about Hell that has one L. Hmm. So it's not even the right is Hell. That, is that even the same Hell that's referenced in the game, where there's like an area you go to? It's called like Hellheim. Yeah, but it's just one is L. Is that where so our word comes from, maybe? I, yeah, don't I, don't I actually don't know. 
what the hell? Yeah, what the hell indeed. But with like, one L. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the game's more of a sort of visual novel puzzle walking simulator. Yeah. It is. I feel so, totally misled then. Yeah, but, totally. It's uh, like, but a really good one. It's a lot more like a game like Gone Home or something um, than it is like Enslaved. Mm -hmm. But then it has combat scenes. I think the combat gets really repetitive. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'd agree. Um, but the game, but the, first, the first credit that comes up in the game before game director and writer is uh, Mental Health Advisor, which is interesting because oh, the game the deals with thing. literally the first thing that the, pops up. Oh, so not the end credits. No, the, like, the opening credits. Like, I know there's two different ways to think of this. Like I think Marty's on the other side. I'm on the, like they lay it on a little bit too thick mm. side where it's like, okay, like, let me just make my own judgments about this game and what it's trying to say instead of saying right up front, this game is about mental health. It's a game about mental health with a crazy character <laughs> that has mental health issues. Like, that's what the game is doing from the start. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't know. I think that's sort of interesting because then you know what you're getting yourself into. And I think the way it handles it is incredible. And I think it has one of the best sound designs. It's it's your 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 character is schizophrenic and hears voices and that plays into the well, story. Well, they say the character the is psychosis. Psychosis, yeah. Which is different than schizophrenia, yeah. Um, but it is really... You need a better health advisor, a mental health advisor. I'm a terrible <laughs> mental health advisor. <laughs> I have nothing put together. So there's auditory and visual hallucinations throughout mm -hmm. the game. And some of it's like Eternal Darkness, where if that's an old game, I know. I'll explain it real quick. But it would do things like Psychomantis did in Metal Gear, another old game. Probably not. <laughs> uh, like Undertale. What's the current it game uses, that breaks the fourth yeah. wall? Yeah, it uses... That's what it does. It breaks the fourth wall a little bit, and then it This game doesn't do that very much. But it uses video game effects to augment the, the you know the idea that your character puts you in the mindset has hallucinations yeah and Senua the main character is personally one of my favorite characters of the recent she's memory good. I think acted really well too. acted incredibly the game's gorgeous the mocap FMV moments in that yeah without spoiling it every other character in the game is live action okay because Senua I, herself is the only because they, they, they appear game. in like you know like more hallucinatory like psychedelic yeah. ways. It's a very like, weird game. To I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best facial animation yeah. I've ever seen. And then you're like, oh no, that's just a dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It has a really interesting behind the scenes documentary uh, in the main menu really you can cool watch. Too. That's really cool too. So yeah, did you beat it? Mm -hmm. So the game, a lot of what you do in that game is one type of puzzle where you like basically have to find a shape in nature that matches a shape yeah. on a door. It's like the environmental puzzles in the witness kind of. But that, yeah. yeah, like the witness where you know th th those puzzles where you draw from a dot down a line in the sky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you play the witness? Mm -hmm. Well, I attempted yeah. to. <laughs> okay. uh, most of the game is that or combat scenes or just kind of how to like maybe navigating an area, mm -hmm. but they're not platformy. It's very slow. There is a run button yeah. that helps you. You get hurt at one point. You don't have a run button. So it's like a very, like, you really are just listening to dialogue and watching effects. And thank thankfully, it's very pretty and interesting. The game's gorgeous. It's incredibly well written. The performances across the board are, are really good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm just, I'm so, um, there just sounds like there's a lot more to this game than I realized. Than any of us Well, that's thought. what I yeah. thought. Well, then I realized for sure. But it is, it is kind of... You get it from the first. It doesn't change a whole lot as you play it. There's maybe a little bit too much. Like what's what's the overall uh, conflict? Like what is Senua trying to achieve? It's hard to tell if it's all in her mind or not. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, you're trying to go. She's Celtic, and you are trying to go into the Norse uh, underworld to right a wrong that has happened in your past. So you're pretty much you want to have an audience with Hela herself. Okay. And, she, and you learn yeah. about Norse history, even though she's a through the eyes of an outsider. Mm. Through the eyes, of and Norse uh, in this uh, situation are invaders, mm -hmm. and so it's like you're being told about their culture, and they have like laid waste. Yeah, and you learn about things like Ragnarok and, and yeah. Loki and the giants. All this, and you, and you'll recognize yeah. nearly every god name they talk mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. 
And there's a little bit of God of War elements in that, that it's like archaeological and yeah. interestingly researched. That, I think that's the second credit in the game is the historical yeah. person. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like it's fantasy. Like there's insane structures in the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And whatever you're fighting, like it's, you know, I've never seen one. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, it's but again, this is about a person that sees visions. And yeah. It's, how many How many games can you think of that are as misleadingly named as this one? Seriously, um, you do there. There is a blade. There's a blade. <laughs> Senua goes through a lot. She has a lot of problems, so yeah, there's yeah. a lot of like self sacrifice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is weird. But I mean, like, it's for the best, probably. I don't know. I don't know how to. Well, name it's games. also weird because their other famous game is Heavenly Sword, and so everyone yeah. assumed this would be a game like a follow up to yeah. that, and it's not at all. So there's this thing in the game which we should talk about. It's been a week. I'm not going to make it too spoilery. But you can skip the next two minutes if you want to. But we're spending two minutes on this. All right, no, <laughs> well, just to. for safety. Uh, it tells you at the beginning of the game, the very beginning of the game, that if you die too much, mm -hmm. it will erase. It, it'll send you back to square one. Because mm -hmm. every every time you die and come back, there's sort of this uh, infection that you have, this like darkness that goes up your arm. Yeah. And like by the end of the game, it was like, already at my chest, like up my neck. Yeah. Um, but you yeah. got up to your neck. Oh heck. Yeah. Okay, I think I, I, I'm not quite With there. One K. Yeah. And I'm on the, I'm on the final boss. Yeah. But uh, from everything I've understood, is that everybody that we've played with, that just it's not a risk that that's actually happened. Like you think it must be. I very was scared the whole time. Every time I died, I would get very. Yeah. So I don't yeah. want to like ruin it for people, but uh, I felt like I was, you know, I was pretty scared about that the whole game, yeah. and that was a very effective method in the game. Well, I was like at the end, care. and I'm like the, the, the end. And my hands hurt pretty like, hard, and I was like, if I die and this erases my save, I'm going to be the angriest I've ever been. In my yeah, life. <laughs> that's what I thought too. I will be so furious. Yeah. So isn't, isn't that just exactly the same thing as like Super Mario Brothers, where you have X number of lives? Yeah. And if you lose them, you go back to the beginning. Yeah. You got to understand, you can get. There's warp zones. <laughs> <laughs> also, Super Mario is ultimately like a 15 minute game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can get sure. you can get back to where you're going to get back to fast. But in this game, you got to watch a bunch of stuff. You got to walk around slowly, and it wouldn't be fun to go back through. It. This game also has. I don't think this has some it has some very scary things. It has. I think it's really very spooky. Cool moments, and yeah. it kind of teaches you to play in these ways where you don't need to use visual. Yeah. Uh, even though it's a video game, you don't need to use the TV. There's a lot of audio parts and no. a lot of like it's really cool. It's parts. It definitely isn't perfect, but it it's super interesting, mm. and I think it, people should play it just because it does a lot of things that no game has really ever done. Mm. Unlike yeah. Uncharted, yeah. Well, that's a, speaking of that's a good segue into Uncharted: Lost Legacy, which I played a bunch of over the weekend. Marty said he's beaten it. Mm -hmm. We can can we not talk about the game at all? No. Okay. Well, well is it going to go up on Thursday? No, it's no, going to go up before go Thursday. Oh no, we can't <laughs> like we can't mention the game. I know we could talk we about can it. Mention that that we've Marty we can't give a critical. You can't say if it's good or not. Are you reviewing it? I am reviewing. Okay, it. Okay, so I didn't know that. Okay. okay, but we can just say we played the game, and can I say whether I liked it or not? Nope. I don't know. Okay, is it is it is a game. I, I played a, a game called Uncharted Lost Legacy <laughs> for the a PlayStation few hours four. over the weekend. And our review is coming on Thursday. And I guess, I'll, nice. well, I guess I'll share we'll some scoop next week. more thoughts on that later on this week. And Dan oh, y played... Y'all scooped. <laughs> <laughs> you scooped. See, uh, if these guys weren't here, this would have been an interesting episode. Yeah. <laughs> the reviewer and the reviews. <laughs> Two layers of protection there. Yeah, it's true. Uh... And Dan played uh, 
Crab bake. On the, <laughs> my vacation. favorite mobile game. Did you yeah. bring a Switch with you? No, I didn't. I, I deliberately didn't bring a gaming device, although I did I did have an iPad and ended up playing some FTL because that is a great game. And, and you had your I, rig with you, right? Oh, yeah. Did I you definitely carried around my PC. <laughs> you carried your Oculus. <laughs> no, I did not do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, just, I went back to FTL because that that is that is a fantastic game. I played on hard mode. FTL is oh, so fun. Yeah. That game's really good on iPad. Hey, what was that VR play game I, you you got me to play? I was gonna say Lone, made me play. Lone Echo, then and uh, or I, I guess yeah, it was Lone Echo. Lone Echo. Yeah. Did you did you finish that? Yeah, I reviewed it. That was it a really cool is, game. It is very that good. Was recent. Did you, and you watched me play a little bit of yeah. it. Yeah, just yeah, pulling yourself around and yeah, zero G, zero G moving around and and then so it's a drift. It it is it is a <laughs> similar take on uh, you know or a different take on the same idea. Hmm. Uh, you know both it's of them just are more actively touching the environment and moving yourself around by, by momentum. Right, Adrift was you know came out before Oculus had it was an Oculus exclusive. It didn't and Oculus didn't have a, a hand tracked motion controllers, uh, so it had to use the gamepad to move around, and that just isn't that fun. Yeah, um, you know there are other issues with that game. You know, it's my third favorite VR experience I've had. <laughs> but but Lone, Lone, you're talking about Lone, <laughs> you're talking about Lone, Lone Echo, Echo, not the Drift. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. A Drift is, is it's in my top three. Fine, uh, but but Lone Echo is is really good. Uh, just the the sensation of movement you get by reaching out and pulling yourself around uh, and you know pushing off of things yeah. is great. It's really uh, intuitive. Like yeah. you, you sort of get it right away. And like I I almost never get any motion sickness in anything, but I'm told from other people who do that you get very little motion sickness from this just because you're your brain knows like this is how you expect movement in in zero g to, to behave, so it it doesn't really throw you off as much as as like you know pushing a button to make your character walk and my legs aren't moving but I'm moving like I'm walking. Yeah, That's so it's almost right. like you disassociate from your chair or your standing position and feel more like you're moving through space. Uh, in whatever position yeah. you're in, yeah, like swimming, as opposed to you like noticing that you can feel pressure on your feet or whatever, and then you're cruising across the ground. Like I, there's some difference there, and I totally felt that. Although it still made me a little bit motion sick. And the the, uh, the gameplay in the single player part of it is is pretty simple. It's it's got some some puzzles, which are most, mostly just exploring the environment and finding the missing piece you need, and then fiddling with a thing to make it to make it. You know, go on to the next puzzle. And the story is okay; it's interesting. But one of the one of the best parts about this is actually a free multiplayer component that they call Echo Arena. Which did, did you guys see the Ender's Game movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they've got like a, a zero G uh, yeah. training simulation where yeah, with like the stars in the middle, and you can coast from thing to thing. Right. So picture that mixed with basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got you you know you've got two teams launching from either side, uh, trying to grab this this disc in the middle. Uh, and then try and throw it into the other team's goal, and there's there's just so much to it's it. Like sci-fi pyre, kinda. <laughs> I call pyre just religious basketball, <laughs> Catholic basketball. <laughs> but there, there's so much to people it. People are pretty. Of, the Hoosier, you know, certain parts of the country, people are pretty <laughs> religious about basketball already. Yeah, that's true. But the, it's, <clears throat> it's all about momentum, basically, because you know you can get going really fast, especially if you push off somebody who's already moving. Mm-hmm. You can basically double your speed. But if you miss what you're going, you know, if you miss the 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 uh, the disc you're trying to catch, you just go sailing past it, and because the, the there's team, nothing to catch, right? And you know, there there are things around the around the the court that you can catch onto to stop yourself, and you've got jets, but it takes a while to slow down. Um, so if you overcommit, you're just on the other side of the court while the other team basically gets a free shot at your goal. And it's three on three, but you know, it's like, like it's that. like it's like somebody being uh, being down or a team being down a man in hockey. It's called Lost Echo, Lone Echo, Lone Echo, Lone Echo, and, and Echo or, Arena is the is the uh, the 
the multiplayer component. It's, it's an Oculus Rift exclusive, but I'm told it works very well in Revive, which is the thing that lets you play Oculus games on the Vive. That like exists? Yes. It's like booting wow. Windows on your Mac? Cool. Kind of. Interesting. Yeah. Revive. Yeah. Very clever. All right. Well, since I can't, we can't talk about uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, I will note that I've been playing the new Knights of the Frozen Throne expansion for Hearthstone a lot, which is really fun. I don't think anybody here with me plays Hearthstone, but it's it's like refreshed the community, added a bunch of new cards to the game, and the community seems to be really positive about it and enjoying, which is a little un- unusual. What's up? Are you excited about the Dota game? Uh, well, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. I've got an email about that. Well, we can just uh, leave it there. Okay. <laughs> I, think that's what, I think that's how a lot of people feel about it. Uh, I've also been checking out Slime Son on Nintendo Switch, which is basically Super Meat Boy with slime. What's it called? Slime Son? Slime Son, like, like the Japanese. Ah, like, Slime Coon. Sleeve like, <laughs> Son. The, the plot of the game is, the, is, is like you are a character playing a game in it, and then you lose yeah, your game. It kind of has like a green sheen, like an old, like a Game Boy kind of look to it, but with like a modern picture. Also about psychosis. But you're like, yeah. 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 But you're like a little monster, and like you're, it, there's like a little cartoon of that monster playing his game in the upper oh, panel, and it's, re- it's really funny. Yeah. Looking. It's been out for a while, but it just came to Switch, oh, and nice. it feels nice on Switch. Yeah. So cool that it's on switch yeah uh let's talk about the games that are out this week starcraft remastered is out today yeah and uh i'm actually excited for that because as much as i like rts games i've never played starcraft yeah, really neither so maybe now's a good I played time. starcraft how 64 how the hell have you never played starcraft but because <laughs> i was never much of a like an like a computer gamer i played do most of my gaming on consoles yeah all, uh, all those console rts i know there have been some <laughs> i think placed it was on playstation 64 but people didn't like it, it. was so bad on n64 yeah that was the only time i ever played yeah. it. i did play the warcraft games that all three of them on uh pc but i just never got around to playing Starcraft. so what's different in the starcraft i, I mean th- this one is just a straight uh Sheen upgrade of, of of the original because you know the, the starcraft 2 is a very good game uh but but there's it seems this seems very aimed at the Korean esports community, hmm. which even after StarCraft II came out, were very reluctant to give up the original uh, and still go back to it. Uh, in some places, the original is more popular than than StarCraft II. So this is this is seems like a, an attempt to uh, keep that community going. It's like, hey, we've got we've got this community of people who love our game. Let's polish this up, make it make it run better on modern computers, look a little nicer. Um, I don't. Uh, well, from what I've seen, I haven't played it yet because we just got it in. Um, but from what I've seen of it, I don't particularly love what they did with the art, uh, but I understand why they did it. They 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 want it to be uh, just as readable as the original. Like you look at something, you know exactly what it is. and uh, So it, then it can't have more shadows and textures to make it like environmentally because you have to pop a little bit. Yeah, it, it's it's supposed to stand out. And yeah. like you look at StarCraft 2 and you look at the Zerg and they, they kind of blend together into a, into a big mush thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still as distinctive as they could they could make them, and it, it works pretty well. But it's not as stark as as this, these old you know 2D pixel art uh, uh, you know sprites running around the screen. So I, I get where they're coming from. I don't particularly love how it looks. Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm very interested to see what they've done with the cinematics because those cinematics were great at the time, have not aged well. But yeah. I want I want to go back and, and see see some of that stuff. And the, the plot of the original StarCraft way 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 better than StarCraft Two. StarCraft really? Two's plot is not good. Was it? There's three campaigns. Is that right? Uh, you play through yeah. each factions. It's campaign? it's one campaign, but uh, it mixes the the three okay. factions. Yeah, maybe I'll finally see only check that out. I'm sure it's on Mac as well. I'd be surprised yeah. if it's not. Okay, I wonder if my Mac can run it. We'll find out. Almost certainly. Agents of Mayhem is out this week. This is the next game in the uh, sort of Saints Row universe. Same developers, and it is sort of 
it's not a Saints Row game, but it also kind of is. Yeah, it has characters like John yeah. Gatz in it. Yeah. yeah. Exists in the same universe. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Um, I know uh, John Ryan's working on that review for us. Yep. That's up at midnight on Monday. Um, midnight tonight. So actually by the time this is out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The game, like, it seems like this is releasing without a lot of fanfare, even though from what I've seen, it looks like dumb, mindless fun. Yeah. Um, it sort of is a single player hero shooter. Uh, all the characters have very distinct uh, abilities and supers and cooldowns and everything. Um, but and it's you swap you swap between the characters, right? Yeah, you start you create a, a party of three and then you can swap between the three on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It looks cool. This, I think it's a smart time for this to come out. Like if this would have come out a month or two later, I think yeah. it would have got immediately buried by stuff like Destiny and, and Shadow of War. And everything. is this is this going up after midnight? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, it doesn't have cheat codes, and I think that's insane. <laughs> it's a GTA like open yeah, okay. world and game. there aren't any. But it's more superhero based. It's like Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't know why you don't do that with these games. And I know that for the last Saints Row, though, uh, cheat codes were DLC. Mm. I think we talked about it in Game Scoop, and I, I don't I think like that. that's very cool. Like yeah, just play on PC and get some mods. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but yeah. that's exactly right. Is that it looks like a, a fun game to mess with, and I still don't get why. GTA is the most popular game in the world, and GTA Cheats is the most popular search associated with it. Like, learn from that example. <laughs> yeah, make your game put some cool cheats in your game, and yeah, and there's usually not only mods for PC, but there's PC console cheats which are just left in in a lot of games too. So that's great too. And again, like that's great for PC gamers. I'm really happy. But console cheats are really cool for consoles too. Yeah, for sure. Look, look at NBA Jam. Yeah, <laughs> learn from that. So yeah, you mm-hmm. big you head mode. Bill Clinton. <laughs> was there big head mode in Pyre? I never found out. I, don't. Uh, I do not think there was big head mode. Right. You can unlock Bill Clinton. It, you can. Yeah, you could be Bill Clinton. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that part's true. Yeah. They weren't able to get Michael Jordan's likeness, so it was just another player with the number 23. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I really loved Saints Row the third, but I kind of got tired of that series after yep. that. So I don't I, know. I th- the third was was by far the, the, the highlight of that series. Uh, four I liked, but like I, th- I felt like they gave you all like way too much power too quickly so i just got kind of tired of it by the end of the the, yeah. the campaign yeah. like i was i was it's like hey this is really cool i can run really fast jump really high why do i need why do i care about any of these cars i'm just going to jump over everything yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, it also seemed a little bit lazy, like it started out maybe as an expansion of the Saints of the Third, because all the customization options are exactly the same as they were in the Third. It, it, like, it did start off, start off as DLC for, for the Third, yeah. yes. Uh, also out this week, Cities Skylines comes to PS4. And that is, uh, isn't this the, um, when SimCity, f- or wait, it was just called the new SimCity, right? And right. it was kind of a debacle at launch, and, Skid- and City and Skylines was like was not great either. the alternative to yeah, that so that people it, liked is that true? Yeah, so it was it was a you know someone basically coming in and sh- and reminding people what what we all liked about SimCity. Yeah, and cool. it was not what or, you know what, what's what we liked about SimCity you know two thousand and three and four, uh, and that the new SimCity from EA and Max has forgot. Yeah. Uh, so it, it yes, it's I, I have played it on PC. I haven't played it on console. I'm I'm told that the console controls are pretty good. It's been out on Xbox for a while. Okay. Um, now it's out on PS4 this week. Right. Uh, and they they've also since with expansion since I reviewed the the uh, the PC version uh, addressed one of my main concerns about it which was you know I built up a city and then nothing would ever happen to it mm. like it it's it just it's fun to to build up a city but then like with the original SimCity and and all the SimCities really uh, there are disasters and you have to cope with those sure uh, and that you know it makes you it makes it more of a game instead of a toy where you're you know just a straight simulation. Uh, 
and I, I really missed that, and I'm, I'm glad they added that in. Yeah. Can, you, can Bowser come out like in SimCity on the Super Nintendo? That's also the only place I ever played SimCity. <laughs> I don't, I a don't lot of, think they have monsters. A lot of people's uh, experience with SimCity, yeah. I think. Also, if Hellblade is the most misleading title of the show, uh, Cities Skylines is the most leading title. <laughs> what it is. <laughs> also on PS4 this week is Matterfall. Uh, the next one from Housemark. Yeah. Uh, this one has been a long time coming, long time in development. It's weird that I haven't got a chance to play this yet, but it's weird that this came out so close to uh, Next Machina. Exactly. It's like yeah. they're Next Machina was like a surprise. Yeah, they're generally a studio that releases like one game every two years, and then all of a sudden it's like one game every two weeks. <laughs> yeah. But I generally like uh, Housemark games. Yeah. Yeah. They're carrying that like yeah. twin stick shooter torch. We'll yeah. have a review of that shortly as well. That should be up. Well, the game's out tomorrow, so is it reviews up? Midnight. Another Midnight Tonight review? All right. Uh, and then Nidhogg 2 is out this week for uh, PC and uh, at least PS4. I don't know if it's coming to Xbox this week or I think not. Just PS4. Now with stupider faces. Yeah, so like a lot of people have been playing this in the office this week, and it sounds like they're having a lot of fun, but uh, I, I, I can. I can scarcely think of a, a sequel, another sequel that made as much of a change to its art style. Yeah, I mean, the first <laughs> one the had first game. was so like iconically minimalist yeah. in terms of like your character was just like a weird neon shade. Yeah, yeah. It uh, was actually it was closer to like a like an Atari like twenty six hundred yeah. or seventy eight hundred yeah. look of a game. Yeah. Whereas this, uh, the backgrounds are gorgeous and the super colorful, vibrant, gross fantasy stuff, but the characters are just like. Little ugly garbage pail kid boys. <laughs> <I> yeah, <laughs> they look looks really like Elmo versus Grover. Yeah, like it's well, really that was just weird. Max and Brian's character. You can customize your characters. It's just Max and Brian look like Elmo and Grover. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's just it's. I I think it's still fun. I think people yeah. are totally oh, having fun with it in the office. It's just a, a very stark contrast to the original game. Yeah, and I would love to know what the thinking was behind that. Yeah. And I, I get, you know, wanting to reinvent the art style, especially, like, you can't just do the same minimalist thing over again. Sure. You can, but, you know, you, you lose all the novelty of, like, people looking at it and saying, hey, this looks really cool. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure they'd have, they made probably a lot of money off the first one, so the budget for this one was, was higher, so they decided to add those Space Jam monsters to the games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, one, one man's uh, treasure is another man's trash, so I'm sure a bunch of people out there like the, like the art style more than, more than you guys do. I haven't really played with it yet. I, I want to because I still think that is like the perfect arcade cabinet. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I, it's Nidhogg? such a great arcade game. Like if that was in a bar and you could get drunk and play it. Yeah, <laughs> friends <laughs> around an arcade machine. I've been to so many so parties cool. where someone turns that on and it's just so in five seconds you understand how to play it. Yep. Yeah, you know. it's really simple. And then somebody throws a sword at you and yes. it's like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> and this has the different weapons, so there's a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, you spawn with a different weapon. Yeah, uh, is that review coming? It's out. out. That yeah. review, yeah. Review's yeah. Already should have gone up, but it went up before we came in here. Yeah, yeah. Chloe liked it. Chloe liked it with a give it an eight. It's all right. Great. Uh, <laughs> Night Trap, the 25th anniversary edition is out this week, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool yep. for us retro gamers. Uh, I'm excited about that because as infamous as that original game is, I've never actually played it, so it'll be fun to check that out. Yeah, and it has a really good soundtrack. Does it really? Is yeah. it like well, hair, it has, hair metal? It has a, a song called Night Trap. Yeah. It's not hair metal. It's not hair metal? <laughs> no, it's just really bad pop. Oh, okay. Well. But that game was made in squarely in the 80s and didn't come out until the 90s. Yeah, it's so, a... We talked about that on a previous yeah. show. But. It's uh, sort of like it's from the, the CD-ROM heyday of digital video. I remember how controversial the games. game was when it came out. Yeah. I feel like Full we're going to play it now and it's just going to be so dumb. Oh, yeah. It's it's gonna so be, but it'll be like... It's such a smart like, idea for a CD-based game because yeah. it's just about video feeds. That's the whole game. It's like find where these people are invading a house based on security cameras. Yeah. Like, hey, it makes it, they, that makes total that, sense. Yeah. It's true. Uh, Sonic Mania is out this week. 
that's the uh, this is the of the two Sonic games. This is the more retro of totally Sonic retro. Two yeah. set retro Sonic games that are coming out. It's like out. basically like a WarioWare remix, NES remix type thing. It's not as in, as mixed as those games are. Yeah, but it's totally mixed up classic levels. And we I watched a lot of it being mm-hmm. played. And and I don't know if you actually yeah, played. I guess it. play it. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Mean, I Mean Machine just appears out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. You get to play Mean Bean Machine yeah. in yeah. the game. Yeah. Like you cool. go into a tube and all of a sudden you're fighting the, the boss as a Mean Bean Machine boss. Yeah. Does a lot of really cool of stuff. Tube. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think people are super happy with the way this turned out and sort of cautiously optimistic going forward about Sonic Forces, which is the sort of more modern 3D take. Yeah. And finally, Undertale comes to PS4 and Vita this week. Uh, that's another uh, beloved game that I have not gotten the chance give to check out yeah. it's it's Give it a ten. Give it a straight port of that version. Yeah, of the PC version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that makes that's there's some interesting stuff in there because the PC version knows that you've played the game, knows your saves, and plays with that knowledge. Interesting. Yeah. Another one. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on a second. The if you're playing on PS4, it knows if you have a PC save? No. 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 Not necessarily. I mean, on the we, PC. Have, we haven't gotten to play through it yet, so we don't know exactly how it's handled. Basically, but. if you like restart uh, uh, during a boss fight, okay. it, it knows that you It makes that. fun of you. It, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. And it, it plays with that a lot. So, I mean, yeah, that's not really how you use the PS4 hard drive normally, but it's, well, it's n- not too different. It's just a there's, no, there's no reason it wouldn't work. Yeah. If there's, it can see if there's a save file, and like mm-hmm. any any game can see if there's a save file because it, it looks at it looks at. The but I think it has button. to like save really often. Is what I'm saying. I mean, auto, everything does auto save. Not yeah. everything, but a lot of things. I, I don't I don't think there's any technical reason they couldn't do that on the PS4. And I say that as a computer <laughs> engineer who knows all of these things for sure. <laughs> is this the first video game where you could date a, a skeleton? Mm. Uh, there, I'm there gonna some, go with absolutely not. There's some, <laughs> there some pretty gnarly uh, Skyrim mods out there. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Well, you can't date people in Skyrim. Can uh, you? you can have wives and stuff. Oh, I didn't make it that yeah, far. I, I got very bored in that case. <laughs> but think about how many cats. Yeah. Think uh, of how many dating have sims have husband. been released in Japan. Oh, there's got to be just like there's probably an entire skeleton based one. Yeah. Like there's the one where there's you're one bird. about bird. Yeah, there's one about birds. Or you're having sex with birds. One yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it because it's a spoiler, but that has a big twist in it that I heard about. You guys got to ask Miranda about it. After what, this. does Undertale? or No, the, the pigeon bird. game. Uh, the Hot to Full Oh, Hot yeah. Hot to Full Boyfriend. The new Game Plus of that game was insane. Yeah, and if you're interested, you're never going to play it. Just because the regular one is happens. totally sane, right, Marty? No, this is insane. <laughs> Trust me, the game totally takes a hard right. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's like one of the most interesting game, video gamey game twists I've ever mm-hmm. heard of. All right, that's everything. Uh, all the big stuff that's coming out this week. There's also uh, 10,000 mobile games coming out this week. <laughs> Justin will review yeah, yeah. all of them. Yeah, 10,000 Steam games. Like, yeah. with, the, with their new yeah. Steam Direct thing, they're just the, the, the floodgates have opened even more. Yeah, for like sure. it used to be 30 games a week. Now it's or 30 games a day. Sorry, now it's like double that. It's insane. We've achieved achieved peak game. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Can there be more games? Maybe there can be more games. <laughs> uh, let's check in with the listeners. Thanks. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com, just like Henrik Mortensen did. Ooh, and Rick says, I'm a big Nintendo nerd from Norway. My seven-year-old nephew is getting a Switch for his birthday pretty soon, and he really wants the new Mario game, Super Mario Odyssey. With my earlier Mario and Nintendo experience, I know that these games are perfect for both kids and grown-ups. But when I recently saw some more footage from Odyssey, I noticed, I noticed that there's a lot of text and reading. Like, for example, a Sphinx statue asking you a question which you have to answer. A lot of Ask different... Sphinx say what? <laughs> There are a lot of different explanations on how to control the different possessions. A Norwegian seven-year-old boy who doesn't know any English may have big trouble actually making any progress. I find this a little strange coming from a mainline Mario game. 
Uh, actually, I looked this up. Uh, not a lot of games are localized into Norwegian. Maybe Heinrich could do it. Yiddish. He says, uh, is he it Swedish? Okay. He Heinrich says, Maneuver. What are your thoughts on this? Is there too much text in the new Mario game, or should the localization be better, translating the games into more languages? I do remember Sly 2 being Norwegian. He says Norwegian, Dan. Yeah, Norwegian's a thing. So why not Mario 2? Uh, I actually hadn't noticed uh, the, this Mario game having more text than usual, but I wonder if that's the reason why it has a, an E10 plus rating. Remember that we actually wrote a news yeah. story on how this isn't E for everyone. It has an E10 plus rating. Comic mischief. I wonder if it's just. I wonder if there's just more reading than uh, a normal yeah. Mario game. It might be that. I mean, if, again, none of us have played a ton of it, but from the two levels I played at Comic Con, I don't recall. More reading than a yeah. traditional Mario game. Yeah. I feel like Mario Sunshine. Had Daisy one. tells you to do stuff. She says to find the you musicians. You don't have to. You don't have to listen to her. <laughs> I, we, we played somebody three as well. I don't recall a single word of text in that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's probably, I guess, I mean, obviously there are some sections where you do yeah. have to read, but I, I think, think you could probably. Not. I don't know if Andrew was able to get a platinum in Persona in Japanese. <laughs> anything's possible. And That's you true. know, we're, we're all playing Mario games for the story. So <laughs> you got You really got to well, absorb that. I want to see Bowser's marrying Peach. I want to know what's going on with that wedding. Yeah, <laughs> got his tux on. He's got a weird hat. It's an arranged, what are their vows? Marriage. <laughs> yeah, what are the vows going to be like? Who's the best man? It's probably Dry Bones. <laughs> Classic Dry Bones. Like more than any other game franchise, I think uh, the Mario games are all about just the sheer joy of moving Mario around in that space. And these are really big environments. So I think a seven-year-old Norwegian boy could have a lot of fun just running Mario around and jumping on things. There's like a, there's like a million moons or whatever uh, you yeah. collect in the game. So just if you get the one that you don't know what's going on, just... Well, just think about it this way. If it only came out in Japan, I think we would all import it and play it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Like, like, no question. Because I wouldn't be... That wouldn't be a daunting text-based game for me. Mm -hmm. No. Whereas, yeah, like, sure. Persona, I wouldn't do that. But Andrew Goldfarb. <laughs> no sane person would do that. <laughs> and that stinks that uh, Norwegian isn't a common uh, language for things. Yeah, I was actually looking up. There's a, very few games are translated into And, uh, and the worst part about Norwegian. that is that you, I would normally say, look, maybe you could play it and play it in German or English and just learn a new language. Yeah. But you're just going to hear Mario just saying like one word every <laughs> five minutes in fake Italian. And that's not going to help you learn English. <laughs> you can learn how to it, say Wahoo and Wahoo. <laughs> just seeing words is not not enough. Let's go. <laughs> uh, this is Elijah Cox. He says, first, I love your show. Now, as a big Valve fan, I was super let down when their new mysterious game, Artifact, turned out to be a Dota card game. Not, you know, he says, now I wasn't expecting Portal 3 or something, but I'm still kind of let down that it's not at least a new IP. This seems to be a trend with big fantasy series, starting with Hearthstone, which I love, by the way, but then it blasted off from that with Elder Scrolls Legends to Gwent to Gearbox's new game. Do you think this is just a cash grab for AAA companies to stick their foot in the closing door that is mobile freemium gaming? Or is this just some companies trying to expand the player base, drop people into their big AAA titles? Now, you yeah, got. We have to be careful because. Card games are the original loot box, and we talked about loot boxes last week. <laughs> yeah, we did. And we I'm won't. not talking about video game card games. I'm talking about card games. Yeah, yeah. yeah the a pack of cards. Oh yeah. yeah, and it's random, and you have to keep buying them. Sure, that was Magic the Gathering or yeah, Pokemon. even like baseball trading cards. Yes, yeah. yeah. you don't that's know why, what's in there. That's why I quit playing Magic the Gathering after like a few months. Like because you were broke. So well, much. that and I'm like, hey, this is just taking all my money. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, first off, I I don't think the the freemium market is a closing door. No, it's a, it's a widening. Yeah, door. yeah. But especially globally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like I agree. I don't I don't think it's widening in a, in a sense of like more and more. Uh, what I'm saying is, I think the um, 
the 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 top ten freemium games list on uh, the iTunes charts just never changes. Gotcha. It's just yeah, like it's the same ten games. Clash of Clans, like, yeah, Pokemon right, yeah. Go. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But I don't think that model is going away. Yeah. either. I I mean, you say it never changed, but but like Pokemon Go came out last year. That's true. It's yeah. not that old a game. It's not, but it's not shifting but it's like, like ND or NPD. Right. It's not like it's a, a new ten games every month yeah, like yeah. NPD right. is. Although, Although I mean, GTA Five is there every month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like Pokemon Go is a good example where where of the volatility because like that game was was way more popular, uh, you know, at first and than it is now. I mean, it's still very popular and it's still yeah. like it's still going to be on that list for a long time. Yeah. But something you know could just blow right past it, like tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Going to Artifact, I understand why a lot of people were disappointed. There's like a very funny video where everyone loses their minds when they reveal the things called Artifact and when it says a Dota card game. That, just that, Miranda was sitting next right to Right next video. to Nick. Yeah, yeah, that's our pal. Uh, so that was really funny. But uh, I think people are disappointed. Yeah, I get it that you want Portal or Half-Life. But uh, don't discount yeah. the fact that Dota 2 is one of the biggest games on the planet. And by entering the card market, I think Valve legitimately does have a chance to go head-to-head, if not dethrone a thing like Hearthstone. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, so Valve is a great developer, and they don't make very, games very often these days. So yeah. it's definitely interesting, but there is, I, I get the uh, the sense that this is, it's they're coming to the game a little late. They're, they're joining the table a little yeah. late. You know, Hearthstone is like four years old now, and was, we also have Elder Scrolls and uh, Plants vs. Plants Zombies and Gwent. These are all card games now. So There's a Plants vs. Zombies a, card game? And it's really good. Oh, I didn't even know Yeah, that. it's totally good. That's um, for zombies, heroes. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh, this is just what Mitch was uh, telling me. Mitch used to work here. Uh, big Dota fan. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, yep. I don't think he's dead. Uh, he has to finish that. To game. us, he is. Yes. <laughs> um, he said it plays more like Dota than any of the other card games play, like their inspiration. Like it has lanes and mm. all of these things. Whereas, like, like Hearthstone, you could totally strip away the Blizzard elements and put anything else on it, and I think the gameplay would still be relatively the same right yeah you've just replaced them with stock fantasy things uh whereas this is like deeply entrenched in the the gameplay of dota i and you know i I hesitate to call pretty much any game a cash grab like yeah especially from a company like valve who's like the last company that needs cash so isn't (laughs) well it's technically isn't everything a cash grab because ultimately (laughs) doesn't everyone want to grab cash well yeah it's like nobody no very few people are making games they don't want to sell yeah but uh you know I, i can i can see how uh this one could be kind of integrated into into the Steam ecosystem yeah. in ways that you know nobody's done yet. Just I mean the, the way Steam trading cards work, I could definitely see them them sure. uh, trying to uh, trying to wire that into this this card game. Uh, so it seems like they've got they've got a way to to make it more of a more of a integrated system than any any other game mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. More more part of the the overarching Steam experience. Mm. And so for, for Valve, it makes a lot of sense. Like, it, it sounds like a very clever idea. Yeah. I mean, for someone like me, I've never played Dota, but I do love card games, yeah. <laughs> and I love Valve games, yeah. so sure, I'll, yeah. che- I'll check this out. Yeah, and, like, p- people who love card games, like, like people like me who don't really play, like, I played some Hearthstone, and it sure. was fine, but I, you know, would get crushed by anyone who knows what they're doing. Uh, people like me are like, wow, these are there's way too many card games. I don't want any of these. But people like you who like mm. card games, like, hey, great, another card game. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't catch what the timeline on this game was. Is it coming? Twenty eighteen. It's like next year game. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they'll have a beta before. You know, probably end of the year. Run for a long time. Like Gwent's been a beta for a long time. Gwent's not out yet, even though a lot of people play that game and a lot of people like it. It's still not out. Yeah, oh, define out. 
<laughs> and the other thing, oh, I forgot the uh, there's the Fable card game as well. All right, yeah, is that one out? Fable Fortune. We, Fable Fortune. That one is uh, out. It, it got pushed back. Okay, it but was like a, a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think it's gonna be out in like August. Yeah, it was that about to come not. out a couple weeks ago, and then it didn't. And there's a Pokemon one. There is. Yeah. Although I think that's still gonna be a beta collectible. Launch, yeah. And of course, Magic is still a popular video game version. And who could forget about the video, video game, game versions are not super popular. They haven't done that in a couple of years. It they tried actually for a long time. Nope. They had a yearly release with Duels of the Planeswalkers, and then they got totally smashed by Hearthstone, and they were never really able really? to recover from that. Although I think they've they've been saying recently they have a new digital version of Magic that they're going to release soon, so mm -hmm. we'll see. But the physical version of Magic is still uber popular. That's great. Yeah. Uh, this is Steven from, he says greetings from Bruges in Belgium. Oh. Great movie. The movie Love in, their beer. You're, are you speaking of, of the movie in Bruges? I am. It's it, is, good film. it is a very good movie. Yeah. Peter Dinklage. He's the little man from Game of Thrones. He's in there. Natalie and Bruja there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, her, the name of her hit single is Escape. Torn? Torn. Yeah. Yeah. 90s. Early, early 2000s. <laughs> Only 90s kids. Yeah. <laughs> Steven says, love your show as it is my guide to stay up to date. He says, I play as many new games as I can and also play remastered ones. Those which I missed during release years ago. But I, sm I still miss that one game which I loved and started my PS3 console with. Ghostbusters, the 2009 <laughs> game that is. The new one is more than disappointing. With all the remastered games popping up here and there, I still have not heard any news. Have you heard any news on a Ghostbusters remaster? If so, what would it take to see this happen? Yeah, uh, it, got, that, that it came is... out with a bunch of ladies in it. <laughs> no, he's talking about the game. Yeah, okay. Which was a kind of a, it was an official sequel yeah, to the it movies. Was, it was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Yeah, and had all the original voice actors. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people liked that game. A lot of I people I, did not like it either. I, I think it was, it was a pretty divisive game. I think it got sevens. It did. Which yeah. is kind of, you know. Yeah. I beat it. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> uh, in terms of a remaster, though, there may be licensing issues. No, you know, in terms, like, yeah, you've yeah. got you know, all the original actors and uh, the writers and, the, and their, all their voice talent in that game. So there's probably some, the rights to that game are probably a little tricky. I think it's probably still on Steam. Um, that's a good yeah, question. I haven't, yeah. Mm -hmm. Unless the said licensing issues ate it. Because I, I believe that was an Activision published game. Oh, weird. I know a lot well, of Activision they, licensed games got Activision, pulled from stores. And Activision still has the Ghostbusters license, if I'm they not do, mistaken. They, yeah. they released they, they, the bad one from yeah. last year. Yep. So, yeah. But they, they seem Activision seems to be doing less and less licensed stuff, which is good because a lot of the stuff they were doing was really bad. Yeah, it was. Uh, like those Transformers games were awful, yep. right, except for the, the the High Moon ones were great, and then mm -hmm. the the following one not so good. They put out the bad TMNT game last year yep. too. Is yes. that right? Yeah. yeah. So they put out a couple of those platinum ones, right? Yeah, it was yeah. made by Platinum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I would, I would not expect that to happen. Long story short, you should just play uh, Luigi's Mansion. That's yeah. like Italian Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. This is JD from PA. Whoa, <laughs> and other acronyms well, as well. Hold on, but just one more thing about Ghostbusters. I played an awful NES game this weekend called Ghoul School. <laughs> Ghoul School. Ghoul School. And uh, it was made by Gary Kitchen, who's like a pretty notable developer who ported Donkey Kong to Atari, hmm. which is hard to do. Uh, but it's this is a, a game where you're a punk, and you're in mm -hmm, school, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's filled with ghouls, and you hop over them and beat them with a bat. Wow. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Everything you were saying is the makings of a mess. It's just, it's, and the soundtrack's pretty good, too, and the ghouls look amazing. They're like big, like dripping, like weird-looking eyeballs and the stuff. The NES game? But it just sucks. Can you describe the box art? 
Yeah, it has a school, and it's uh, kind of uh, you're looking up at it, and it looks like really scary, like almost like like a Castlevania style at night box art. Mm-hmm. Are there any ghouls on the cover? Uh, no, there's not a single ghoul. Right, but there's impressive. lots in the school. Mm-hmm. Like it's just filled with them. <laughs> it sort of the, the so the, I don't recommend that if you are, you know don't if you're playing a ghost game. Sort of the predecessor to Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> does I it do contain re- the words boys and ghouls? No, I I do recommend uh, Monster uh, Party though. The game Monster yeah, Party. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. I don't I don't think I've ever seen or heard of Ghoul School. I think it's yeah pretty unusual. I never encountered it back in the day. Picked up the cartridge, tried it out. It's dumb. <laughs> you that was your hot pick. Uh, all right, this is JD from PA. He wants to know, what are your thoughts on music in video games lately? Ghoul school. Video game music. What has it done for us lately? <laughs> As a huge fan of video game composition and sound design, I absolutely love when the music and sound are married together in such a way as to create the perfect atmosphere for whatever feel the game is going for. That could totally be the lighthearted, bouncy tunes of a Mario game or the orchestrated epics of games like Final Fantasy. I also love games that go light on the music and heavy on sound design and atmospheric noises like Bioshock. However... As much as I love the insides and metros of the world, I have a soft spot for old-fashioned video game composition. I love games where there are dozens of themes for various areas and activities in the game, like the forest theme, the inside someone else's house theme, or the overworld theme. Shovel Knight did a good job with that. Yeah. Uh, You always need a theme for when you're in other people's house. The home invasion theme? Yeah. I mean, that's where you spend most of your time in RPGs, right? That's the Nightcrap song. Yeah. So he says, what are your thoughts on original music and games today? Some of my favorite games of the past few years have been, I've had beautiful soundtracks and themes like The Witcher 3, Child of Light, oh, Donkey yeah. Kong Country, Tropical Freeze. Uh, Pyre uh, and Thumper are the two that you should check yeah. out. Pyre has a uh, great soundtrack. freaking out for Pyre's soundtrack. It's yeah. really good. Well, I mean, but all those games, yeah, even really like the original inter- yeah, Bastion. Darren Korb is the composer of Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre, and all three of those soundtracks are really incredible. Yeah. I think this has been a really good year for game soundtracks honestly i completely agree with uh, you. near persona 5 zelda. zelda i think the zelda soundtrack is incredible even though it's very sparse mm-hmm. and you're just out there you know climbing a mountain you hear the wind and then they'll just be like a light little like jazzy piano chord yeah, yeah. and it's it just it's so effective and then the I lost was, woods has like the yeah. really oh, good, so good. Music. yeah, yeah. I, was and then so, the, I was so annoyed by the zelda sound, soundtrack because like it just felt like it was just just withholding that that classic theme. Just well, you get sort of a re. Well, there, there was I don't know yeah. if that's a spoiler. There was not. one part where, where there are hints of the theme. But there. it's just like come Key on, moments. Just yeah. just give me that. Give me a little hit. Yeah, yeah. a little taste. Come on. Yeah, and Anne's Castle did. has some of the best like progressively transforming music. Yeah, it's really procedural. Cool. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. What in Ban- like Banjo Kazooie style, where mm-hmm. it just changes the instrumentation. Yeah, as you yeah, or Monkey yeah. Island. That's kind of what we were looking at today with the uh, that sort of NES. That was amazing tool. Yeah. Did you ever talk about that on Game Scoop? No, because I've been wanting to like bring it on to the right. show and work it into a game. Yeah. Let's see if we can do that in the future. Uh, I've, I've mentioned this before. My overall feeling about uh, video game music in general is I do feel nostalgic about the time when video game music was video game music and like it had and every console had its own uh like sort of sound mm-hmm. and that men it, were men that it was generating <laughs> like the nes nes music sounds like nes music because there's a very specific sound chip that generated the music for every nes mm-hmm. game and when it turned over into cd games and they video game music could just be whatever yeah. it could just be orchestral music or rock music yeah. or hip-hop it's just it lost a little bit of magic for me mm-hmm. i do miss that's a really good point yeah, that's why. But now, you like obviously going back to try to synthesize those sounds is a whole industry now. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I really respect people that work with that, especially after seeing what it looks. Yeah, like. even something a game today that has uh, retro chiptune music, you know, it was composed separately. It's not being generated on the fly by the sound chip in your PS4. Yeah, like, that's and it's just not generally, a thing anymore. It's it's 
almost like in the way like Shovel Knight is using current technology to make its music, and so yeah. it is like a, a like sneaky adaptation of, of what uh, traditional eight bit music was like. Yeah, yeah. You know, in Pong, on that mm-hmm. board, uh, there's a uh, there's no ROM. It's it's every every component on a Pong board. This is the original, very first, most popular video game ever, Pong. You know, it was a huge hit. Uh, there's just there's, there's no game code stored, so everything on it is just a component, right? Mm-hmm. Like a capacitor or a other chip or a resistor. Like it's that simple. And one of those chips on there could produce a tone. So uh, Nolan yep. Bushnell, uh, <laughs> Boop. Well, yeah, well, and like you think Boop. about what that means, it can just it Boop. can just be like, ooh, ee. you know, like that's yeah. that's Boop. what a tone produ- production is. Boop. And so Nolan Bushnell told Al Alcorn, uh, I want it to be this big applause when you lose or when you win, but a big boo when you lose. <laughs> right. And, he, and he's like, sure. So he came up with dink, dink, bam. And that's all he could generate. Like that's, that was the extent of it. But, but it was still a, like a modification of a chip that does, you know, whatever it did in the game. It wasn't meant for sound by any means it was like basically overclocking it to make it do anything and then hook that up to a speaker and it's just failing loudly (laughs) and uh, and that's what pong's sound came from love that uh i wonder if shark is the same way because shark did not have any sound from what i remember when we were playing it it was a loud arcade yeah maybe that's true maybe it did yeah but but then you know the atari 2600 used a famous sound chip called the pokey which had lots of tones the original pokemon yeah household name pokey yeah. yeah. Uh, Isn't that like raw fish with lime juice? Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. Wonderful. Yeah. It's tuna. Pokey is so, so great. It's a crab. Delicious. Man. Hawaiian. He doesn't want to hear about your tuna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that brings us to video game 20 questions. Woo. Our suggestion this week comes from Kent in Florida. Oh. A place where they probably sell a lot of pokey, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let the questioning begin. We're <laughs> just thinking about that, Florida. Yeah, that narrows it down right there. <laughs> game, it's a game of oranges. It's mm-hmm. only a handful of games. Nickelodeon was from there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, did this game uh, release after January first, two thousand? No, it's an oldie. But is uh, it a golden oldie? Yeah, is it from before nineteen ninety? Even yes. Oh, Sam, this so is, it is before nineteen ninety. Darn. <laughs> yes. All right. Is it from before nineteen eighty five? Yes. Oh, <laughs> all right. That's the NES. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously, clearly, this wasn't an arcade game, well, unless it's Atari. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be both. Yeah. Uh, was this game? Uh, did this game have sequels? Yes. Zork, I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I love that game so much. Uh, I've never played Zork. Is is this a multiplayer game? Uh, can you specify what you mean by multiplayer? Can two people play it at once, I guess, is what I'd say. No. Okay. Probably take yeah, turns yeah, and the, play. Yeah. So it could be like something like... Pac-Man? Yeah, Pac-Man. Um, all, all those games. We, we I, I'm trying to think of a way to like narrow that, the arcade. I mean, we could just ask if it's... I'm trying to think of like, some, maybe some like other still versions of this game being made today. Mm-hmm. Or is it one of those games that sort of got left by the way? So. Let's see. Oh, like today instead of just sequels right after. Yeah. Right? Is there a contemporary sequel? Yeah. Is there a contemporary sequel? Yes. It'd be Pac-Man, that championship edition. Yeah, that's crazy. Or Galaga or Space Invaders. Is this an arcade game? Yes. Okay. We we needed to sort that out, because if it was a PC game, we'd be here all day. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess to narrow it down, it would be... So an arcade game from from that early... 
golden era that yeah, still has do, games. There's we, so few. How do we differentiate between something like Pac-Man Galaga? Yeah. Well, yeah, those, are, well, those ones are all, I was going to say Japanese versus American design is always a way that I should go after this. Yeah. But that's kind of hard with those, and I don't want to. The genre for those is arcade, so <laughs> being yeah. an arcade game kind of. I mean, I guess you could talk about your verbs. Like in Pac-Man, you can't shoot things. Do yeah. you shoot things in this game? No. Okay. Interesting. That's great. Um, we got sets Pac-Man. I'm gonna. Still be Qbert. Could still be Zork. Uh, Zork wasn't arcade. No. I and there's no recent Zork, right? There's no modern. There Zork. was there was one like a few years no, no, no. ago. What are you? That's not in the arcade, dude. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Zork, the arcade game, could be <laughs> pretty interesting. The worst I've always game. I've always wanted to make that arcade cabinet What's because Zork? it had really good art, and you could just put like a Commodore 64 keyboard in it. It'd be, just a black screen with yeah. an opter. And just enter, okay. coin, enter coins every what? Every do, you, uh, do, you, do you eat fruit in this game? Um, oh. No, I, I don't so believe it's not Pac-Man. But you eat vegetables, apparently, because you had to think about it. <laughs> Uh-oh. You, you had to eat a tomato, and is that a fruit or a vegetable? It's a Japanese game. Or, uh, is this a Japanese game? No. And that's 10. Okay, so that's a lot harder. Uh, not harder. It's just different. Because so you don't, you're not shooting anything. It's not Galaga. It's not Pac-Man. We, we could have eliminated all those to know it's not... It's not a Namco game uh, in the arcade, so like it's likely Atari or Midway. What? What? Who made Qbert? I don't even know. Gottlieb. Yeah. What? <laughs> but Qbert doesn't have contemporary games. I mean, there was a there was something something Qbert like. Yeah. Hell. <laughs> was was like there was a there was a pitfall as well, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, like an of Uncharted. The that wasn't in the that wasn't the arcades. <laughs> uh, I I gotta. I think this, I mean, in, 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 I'm going to go ahead and ask this. Mm. It might be a burn of a question, but did this come out after 1980? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to deal, like, get all the way to the so far back. 70s games. <laughs> so it's not Shark. So that's, yeah, that's the height <laughs> of arcades. The crash was in 83. So it could ha- we have a little tail in there, but it's going to be a big popular arcade game. We've all played a million times. So Williams, something like that would be around. Uh, so Robotron. Joust. But you don't shoot Spy Hunter. No, you shoot Spy, Spy Hunter. Hunter. You shoot in Spy Hunter. Shoot, shoot, yeah. It wouldn't be Joust because Joust is two players simultaneously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good yeah. point. Good point. Uh, did this use a joystick? Yes. Okay. A lot of games are trackballs and stuff. Oh, I guess this could be Donkey Kong. No, no, because that's a, a Japanese design game. I disagree. I don't think Miyamoto is. <laughs> <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto is a pretty Western name. Yeah, it's Norwegian. He's so, upset he cannot play his video game. Yeah. <laughs> his yeah. And so is Frogger. Frogger's it's a Japanese. Japanese design game. Yep. Sega published it. Konami, I think, developed it. Oh, I don't. Um, so, yeah, that, there's very few Atari games that take that. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Williams, but then a lot of those are shooting games. Um, or I, I still like Hubert. I think that's great. It'd be like Centipede, Millipede. Uh, yeah, those are the two trackball games. Though. Oh, those That's are trackball. I was trying to eliminate those. And then Asteroids is all buttons, no joystick. And shooting. Shooting. Uh, all right, how do we narrow this down? This is going to be tough. Uh, Tempest is not Defender. It's not Asteroids. Mm-hmm. It's not Robotron. And I can't tell with Damon's facial expressions or with the Ooh. Florida clue Ooh. whether we're on track <laughs> or not. Could this be, when did Dragon Lair come up? So we've had Dragon's Lair on this twice. Oh. But it could still be Dragon's Lair. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 85. 84. Nope. 84. Um, is it based on a license? No. Um, is the, just keep going. Is the name of the game the same as the title character? 
I love or, that. Or the title, the it wouldn't be a title character. Uh, it wasn't. Is is it named after a character in the? I think so. Okay, that's great. Pretty sure that's. <laughs> I love that. That's a really good question. <clears throat> now I'm just very excited. so we got like kicks. Big that's Dug. Ido. So sorry, is that, yeah, yeah. Big Doug. Oh, that's Ido too, right? Yeah, Dig Doug is uh, Atari. That's Atari. Mm. So it could be mm -mm -mm. no Namco. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> right. you, broke the, you broke the fourth wall. <laughs> no, it's Namco. Yeah, that's right. It's an important game. But Atari did publish Dig Dug here. What a, what a, I just want to throw that out there. What the other video game. games are there? Yeah, there's quite a few, unfortunately. And can, um, can we can we find out if it's Qbert at, at this point? Like, can, we, can we can we like ask some questions around Qbert to see? Yeah, but what contemporary Qbert game is there? There was there was, there was one. There, I'm sure Witness. there was Qbert. What is this pretty much? <laughs> <laughs> a modern day. Uh, the, I got. I got a, one, a way to do this. Is the company that made this game still around today? No. Ooh. Okay. So it's not Atari, mm -hmm. but it, and it's Gottlieb is not around. Today. <laughs> they made Cubert. Yes. So that's good. And Williams is not around. They made a ton of arcade games. Um, yeah. Is this a platformer? Is Cubert a platformer? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, it's Qbert. <laughs> should, should we should we guess that? Or, um, or I guess we got we got. Is this game about swearing? Four questions left. Uh, is it about swearing? Does it have a big swear on the side? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Qbert has a swear on the side. Yeah. What's he saying? He says it's just a word <laughs> that has <laughs> a bunch like, of like you know what you used. Yeah. It, well, it's like a hashtag and an oh, okay. ad. Yeah. Why is Qbert swearing? Is it Qbert? Yes, it is <laughs> and there are co contemporary Cuber games uh, as recently as last year. They made a new Cuber game. It's we not, gotta try them. It's not supposed to be any good. Is it Newbert? No, but I think there's been there's probably been a Cuber, like, at least one Cuber game released every other generation or so. I remember yeah. there was really Cuber iPhone game. I'm sure there was a new yeah. Cuber game released for the original PlayStation that, that I the 50s. played at E3 in 1997 or 98, and they at the demo chaos they had the uh, PlayStation controller set up. At an angle, yeah, that's great. So you could use the D-pad, yeah. you know, because it's across. So that used a joystick, but it went <clears throat> diagonally. So if you yeah. try to play that in like a collection, or if you make yourself a MAME kit, it's super confusing. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work right. That was like playing. There's a couple isometric uh, rare games in Rare Replay that oh, were similar really? to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like uh, Zaxxon is a Sega yeah, game yeah, where yeah. it's on a weird plane and it doesn't work either. Yeah. Or Congo Bongo. Um, two I'm, cool things about Cuba, really quick. One is that I, it has a hammer inside of it. Yeah. So when you fall to the bottom. When Cubert falls off screen, it times it and it goes, duck, and then a little hammer hits at the bottom, a little solenoid fire. There's a sound. So it sounds like Cubert's hitting the bottom. Of the but head. also, there's like a physical, like you'll feel the vibration of the That's hammer really hitting. Cool. So it's, you, it really seems like Cubert fell and landed at the bottom of the arcade cabinet. <laughs> and like right. the, this, it's set up it's like a physical like feedback. Like the other kids are like, get him out of there. Yeah. It's the original <laughs> rumble pad. Yeah. And then two is that uh, Mellow Yellow uh, did a tie in where you could win a Cubert machine, but they changed the ROM. And so there's this cube, these like three or four Hubert machines out there where it's like Hubert with a straw drinking mellow yellow when it started <laughs> up. And one of them was found like home use only like a couple years ago. Love that. And just like, you know, a collector f pulled it out of the winner's house or whatever. And it's like gorgeous. And now you can put that ROM in your game. Yeah. And it's a great T-shirt. There's like Hubert drinking mellow yellow from that like promotional era <laughs> that's been bootlegged. To go back, I do agree. I think his Maybe name is Hubert. Yeah. yeah, I've I've yeah. been under the the his name is Cubert. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a cartoon about Cubert where they're all. It's like a grease, uh, not grease. Uh, 
Yeah, like Greaser Happy Day. Yeah. It's like it takes place. He has like a leather jacket. Yeah, he's like a cool high school kid. And yeah, he's in a band or something. Smokes yeah. cigarettes. He throws he, his toothpicks at the. He cops. hangs out with Q Ernie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, Cubert. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad it was not a great. I'm joke. really glad it turned out to be Cubert because I, I said Cubert so many Kubert. times. Yeah, like great. question five. Yeah. I think yeah. you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you were there. I, I said it so many times, and usually <laughs> when I do that, it's, it turns out to be something completely, completely unrelated. Uh, 1982 for that game. I don't know if I consider it a platformer. Uh, platforms. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of jump. He only jumps. Yeah, but I might platform. just say like action game, arcade, jump, arcade action, game. Yeah, yeah, an arcade game. And you jump into like a portal on the side. That's warp zones. Well, it's a, like it's a floating disc that takes you up to the oh, top yeah, of the pyramid. Warp, yeah, you have to lead the snakes off there. The snakes jump down. Got Pretty cool game. And yeah, he like when he dies, he says a curse. He says a swear, <laughs> but it's censored, yeah. and it just sounds just like. Magnabbit. Early, uh, early uh, instance of voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's artificial, like ro- a robotic voice that's it's being like, generated. It, yeah, I mean, I I think they were using the same thing you used to generate voices, but they just mixed it up. Yeah, which is really cute. Like, yeah. Gottlieb, based out of Chicago, mainly a pinball manufacturer from like the 40s. Yeah. Which is crazy. Kubert, Can you guys name another Gottlieb machine? I mean, well, it's interesting that they didn't make more because Kubert was a big hit for them. Yep. They made Kubert's Cubes next. Then, they made the game Cubes. Yeah. All right. Yep. Thank you for the suggestion, Kent from Florida. And that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us. Oh, I forgot. I have a. Uh, Important housekeeping notes. Next week is Gamescom in Germany, and uh, I and Brian Altano, Andrew Goldfarb, a bunch of other fun people will be heading over there to all UK and EAU offices. Cover the show for you. We'll be live streaming uh, three days next week: Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I don't know what the exact times are going to be. Uh, you know, here translated from on here the Pacific and, yeah. West Coast of the United States. The time is, I believe, six a.m. to nine a.m. It's like a really bad early in the morning for yeah, early here. in the morning. Thing. Not as early though. We'll have it basically East before Coast. noon. We'll have it like in repeat. And stuff yeah, like we'll be repeating it. Uh, we have lots of big games on the show for this year: Assassin's Creed Origins, Wolfenstein Two, Monster Hunter Worlds, uh, Battlefront Two, and I think uh, yeah, has already even said they're going to show uh, space battles in uh, Star yeah. Star Wars Battlefront Two. I'm so excited for. And that. we have uh, Sunday. We have the Microsoft conference. Monday we have the EA conference. So yeah, yeah. Like so a little, should be, little mini three. Yeah, there should be a lot of fun stuff coming out mm-hmm. next week. Uh, so just look for our content from us in Germany all next week long. We will be doing a game scoop from the show, but it's uh, it'll be more of like a, a Gamescom wrap-up update. It won't be a numbered episode. It'll be a special one-off episode. And then the week after that, I'm going to be on vacation. Nice. So we're going to take one week off, but then when we come back, it'll be game scoop episode 450. <gasps> We've got a couple of fun things planned for you, so please be excited for <laughs> game scoop. Back. 450. And that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Dan. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop. And we're out.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.